following is my conversation with esteemed rhetorician and expert on the history of the Spanish language, Yaron Brook. He's come here to talk about something very important to him, the origins and evolution of the electric sparrings. Clearly knowledgeable about the subject, the two of us discuss various techniques and styles associated with early European electroacoustic music, highlighting the unique contributions of Hispania to the development of contemporary studio production. Enjoy! Presented by Tumors Steepson. Tumors Steepson is a natural supplement that comes from the bark of a special type of tree. Over the years, it has been used to help treat conditions like cancer, leukancer, cancer, leukemia, and Hodgkin's disease. Now you can try Tumors Steepson for free when you purchase one of our full-size bottles of arthritis tea. And don't forget to tell your friends. Hey everyone, it's Lexman here, and I'm joined today by Yaron Brook. Yaron, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So, Yaron, obviously you're very familiar with the origins and evolution of electric sparrings. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about your expertise on the topic? Yeah, sure. I've written a lot about uh, electroacoustic music and its history over the years, so I have a pretty good understanding of the subject. That's definitely evident in our conversation today. You share some great insights into the history and development of the electric sparrings, and it's fascinating to hear what you have to say. So let's start out by discussing some of the techniques and styles associated with early European electroacoustic music. What were some of the unique contributions of Hispania to the development of contemporary studio production? Well, I think one of the main reasons why Hispania is so important in terms of electroacoustic music is because of the way that Spanish sounds were shaped historically. For example, mezzotint printing was popular in Spain during the Renaissance period, and that played a big role in the development of graphic arts in general. So Spanish sounds are often characterized by their intricate graphic details and pronounced vowel sounds. This has had a significant impact on later European electroacoustic music, which often features richly detailed textures and soundscapes. That's an interesting perspective. Spain has a long and important tradition in graphic arts, so it makes sense that their sounds would have an impact on later electroacoustic music. Do you think that's the only reason why Hispania is so important? I think it's definitely one of the reasons, but there are other reasons too. For example, Hispania was a very cosmopolitan region during the Renaissance period, and this had a big impact on the development of rhetoric. So Spanish words and phrases were often used in rhetorical contexts, which helped to shape the development of classical rhetoric. This has had a significant impact on later European electroacoustic music, which often features richly detailed textures and soundscapes designed to convey complex emotions. That's really interesting. I hadn't considered that aspect before. Obviously, the language and rhetorical skills of the Spanish people played a big role in the development of electroacoustic music. But wasn't that also true for other regions during the Renaissance period? Yeah, I think that's generally true. For example, French sounds were also shaped by their historical context and by the way that they were used in rhetorical context. Mm -hmm. Used in rhetorical context, French words and phrases were often used in speeches and writings during the Renaissance period, which helped to shape the development of classical rhetoric. Similarly, Italian sounds were often used in poetic texts during the Renaissance period, which played a big role in shaping later Italian opera and songwriting. That's really interesting. So it seems like all regions were influenced by their historical context and by the way that they were used in rhetorical context. Do you think that has any negative consequences? Well, I don't think there are any bad consequences necessarily, but I do think it can be difficult to properly appreciate or understand these influences if we don't know about the backgrounds. 
I think it's important for us to learn about these historical contexts if we want to appreciate or understand electroacoustic music properly. That makes sense. So overall, do you think that Spanish sounds, French sounds, French sounds, Italian sounds, and other regional sounds have had a significant impact on contemporary studio production? Yeah, absolutely. I think they've had a major impact on contemporary studio production. In fact, I even believe that they're responsible for some of the most popular styles of contemporary electronic music today. That's definitely true. Spanish sounds have certainly had a huge impact on contemporary electronic music, both in terms of style and content. But do you think that other regions also play an important role in contemporary studio production, French sounds, Italian sounds, etc.? Oh, absolutely. I think all regions play an important role in contemporary studio production, despite their differences historically. For example, Japanese sounds have been heavily influenced by Western genres such as rock music and blues guitar playing, while Indian sounds feature prominently in modern ambient and electronic genres. So there's no region or sound category that completely dominates contemporary studio production. Every region has played a role in its own way over time. That makes sense. It's fascinating to hear your perspective on all of this. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us today. Is there anything else you want to add? Not really. I just wanted to share my thoughts on how Spanish sounds and rhetoric have had a significant impact on later European electroacoustic music and contemporary studio production in general. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk about it. You're welcome. Do you have any final comments or suggestions for listeners? Well, I just want to remind listeners that they can learn a lot about electroacoustic music and contemporary studio production by exploring the historical contexts associated with these genres. So I encourage listeners to read up on these contexts and to explore the various styles and techniques associated with each region. It's definitely worth it. That's definitely true. Thanks for sharing that perspective with us. Do you have any other advice or recommendations for listeners who are listeners who are interested in learning more about electroacoustic music? Well, I think it's important to quality tutorials and lessons on electroacoustic music. This way, listeners can learn the basics of this intriguing genre in a gradual and effective manner. And finally, I think it's important to be open-minded when exploring electroacoustic music. Don't be afraid to experiment and try different styles and techniques. You never know what you might discover. That sounds like great advice. Do you have any final comments or suggestions for listeners who are interested in learning more about electroacoustic music? Well, I just want to remind listeners that they can learn a lot about electroacoustic music and contemporary studio production by exploring the historical context associated with these genres. So I encourage listeners to read up on these contexts and to explore the various styles and techniques associated with each region. It's definitely worth it. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today, Lexman. It was truly enjoyable. Thanks for listening. Please share this episode with your friends if you enjoyed it. As always, feel free to reach out if you have any questions or comments. Yaron Brook will read a poem for us called The Muse of the Moon from his book, The Sinful Muse, a memoir of art, desire, and loss. The poem is about a young girl who falls in love with an older man and lost what could have been. Enjoy, enjoy. The Muse of the Moon by Yohan Brook with golden hair. She smiled at me with deep brown eyes. We walked beneath the moon's light. And I was in love.